When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's your G- dream pet? Tiger. Tiger. You're going to Mike Tyson it. What kind of tiger? A Bengal? Bengal. Bengal tiger. Eh, Bengal Siberian tiger. The big one. Those are big. Biggest, baddest. Yeah. I want, I want a good like roar, like bellow. Like, well, if you want the loud roar, you go lion, right? I remember hearing a tiger when I was a kid. Roar is more like a lion. A, a, a tiger is more like a... Yeah. You're a big cat guy. I'm a fucking tiger, man. Welcome back to New Heights, ladies and gentlemen, presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment and brought to you by the all-new Experian Smart Money debit card. hey yo, The debit card that builds credit without the debt. No way. You guys should look into that. It's a good way to build your credit without, without having to rack up a bunch of debt that could bury you. Makes a lot of sense. Debt with a B in it. Really wish this existed when I uh, didn't have any credit history. New episodes drop every Wednesday during the NFL season. Subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and follow the show on all social media at New Heights Show with one S. Lovely. And, uh, oh, and while you're at it, check out our official fan club at newheightshow.com with one S as well. Jason, tell the people what the episode's going to be all about. We got another great episode. As you guys know, some big things happened this past weekend. hey We're going to recap conference championship games, highlighting, of course, the Chiefs going back to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years, which is remarkable. We'll also shout out some fan mentions and uh, talk about all the rest of the biggest storylines around the league, including some big coaching hires uh, in the ranks. So, uh, But before we get to all that, we're going to get to the newest of of new. That's right. Mm. Little new, 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 new. All righty. We reached 2 million YouTube subscribers. Holy cannoli, everybody. The New Heights YouTube channel has officially passed the 2 million subscriber mark. After last week's episode, shout out to the all the 92 percenters and everybody that uh, that is just now joining us. Thank you for uh, joining us on this fun ride where we have no idea what's going on. We also are back to being number one podcast across all categories in both the U.S. and in Canada. So, um, again... <laughs> I don't know how we're rigging this fucking system here, but uh, we really appreciate uh, whoever's rigging it. It's part of the NFL script. There you go. No, this. I was in on the script until you guys lost. Yeah, I mean, this fucking no, script not. sucks. But yeah, I'm kind of happy. I'm happy for you guys. But thanks, man. The script thanks. is uh, did did Philadelphia dirty? That ain't right. Apple Podcasts, United States of America, all podcasts. I guess we're at the number one of the charts. Right, we're cool. also yeah. number one in sports podcasts in a bunch of other countries, which is nice. fucking mind-blowing to me that we're number one in Mexico. Who would have fucking... There's no soccer podcast down there? What, we're number one in Mexico, Peru. Peru. The Philippines? Chile, Croatia. This has got to be like Swifties, right? Can't be. They're not listening to this podcast for football stuff, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Thank you to all the 92 percenters outside of the continental U.S. How about that? This is cool. Pretty fucking dope, man. Keep tuning in and we'll keep talking football, I guess. Yeah. I mean, 
we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. So if you like it, keep listening. All right. New Heights Bracket Update. Uh, How about it, huh? And in bracket-related new news, voting for the Sweet 16 in our best NFL team name bracket officially has closed. Um, it closed a while ago. I think it closed over the weekend. We got over 500,000 votes in this round, which is pretty remarkable. People are into it. You are such a fucking cheater, by the way. I'm a cheater? You're the biggest vote skewer I've ever seen. What are you talking about? What am I doing? You hit up guys on certain teams and ask them to promote this. I'm just trying to get voter turnout. All I want no, is voter you're turnout. Trying, I want you're to, trying the to more get specific vote, the, fan bases listen, to, get, is, to catch wave so that you're more right. This is nothing. This has but, nothing to do with the fairness of the entire bracket. Travis, this has this everything is, to do with you proving your point. So you're making sure you hit up big names on certain fan bases to to try and promote their team. Are you done? This is just absolutely good old, ridiculous. This is just good old fashioned gerrymandering. Politics, it's completely legal, one hundred percent, and a politics. free and fair election. This is how I know you're going to be a president one day, and I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to be there, and I'm going to. I'm gonna crawl under the Oval Desk again. I swear, <laughs> once you're president, dude, I'm fucking up the whole way. I'm, I'm in there. I'm in the walls. I'm in. The, you can't keep me out of there, dude. They're oh, gonna keep me in there. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Former Bronco Mark Schlereth, the stank, and the Broncos' official Twitter account both tried to sway the vote uh, by getting uh, the Broncos involved, but the Chiefs' kingdom prevailed again. It was. They they made up a lot of ground. It was an impressive effort by Broncos country. They were riding for sure, but they didn't ride far. The Broncos, enough. man, that's a sweet name, dude. That's it is a great I'll name. Give it to it. I, it, it's a it's a very solid name. And it flow it flows. There is now officially only four perfect brackets brackets left of the total thirty six thousand entries. So it is starting to dwindle down. It'll be really interesting in the Elite Eight coming up this week with who makes it out of that because it's starting to get real competitive shout out to the 92 percenters for continuing to make your voices heard and to make and sure continuing that to this prove election my point, baby. has as little <laughs> bias as possible thank you so much we Meanwhile, need Jason to get to the bottom of this every single vote <laughs> guys ridiculous i just want voter turnout keep submitting those uh well i guess you can't submit it anymore huh i was gonna try and close up that bracket update yeah you can't submit the brackets but you can vote you'll be able to vote um on the bracket uh, over this weekend and uh, keep this thing going. Be some fun times. Let's get some fan mentions of the week. All, All right, right now. now. <laughs> Beat you to it. Son of a buck. This week, our mentions were filled with people still reacting to Jason's time in Buffalo. What uh, a magical, yes. magical time. It was. I got a bunch of requests on uh, from me saying that I was, I would love to see um, or get a painting of this. Of oh, this yeah. picture of you. I would love to There's get There's a lot that. of paintings that were people were throwing out there. Yeah. I think uh I think the request people are was catching heard. on. Yeah. We'll see. We shall see. But our first mention, uh our fan mention is from uh Princess Kayana herself. That's right, Kylie Kelsey, who commented on the video of Jason taking uh or talking about the shirtlessness. Um, you were in quotes saying everybody knows this famous quote. I'm not asking for permission, I'm doing this. <laughs> and uh the exact quote um, I will say when I'm grabbing the keys to go get a cat is uh, oh, Kylie's man. reply. Um, yeah. Because we know how much of a cat lover you are. And, oh, man. Um, big fan. Huge big fan. fan. Of big, big, outdoor big, big, big cats. Big fan. Outdoor cats, not indoor Only cats. Only Domestic cats are. Listen, I respect what a cat can do in nature. It's a ferocious hunting animal. I think you respect it 
because we had a cat growing up. Yeah, which that's what Flash was. An outdoor cat. I, I once saw Flash kill a bird mid-flight. Oh, Flash so was a impre- bad, isn't it just electric? It is, and I, that's what I'm saying. I respect cat. those kind of cats. I don't want one wandering like these ragdoll. I've learned so much about cats over the last week. People sending, "Oh, you guys should get a ragdoll. You should get this. You should get a tabby." And all these, I don't even know what the heck. I didn't, I didn't even know there were cat breeds. I didn't, I didn't know that was I the whole just thing. Thought it was a, it's cat. a cat. Yeah, they're like dogs. They have different breeds. Apparently, ragdoll, according to everybody, is the dog of of cats. They just cuddle up next to you. Um, you know, I don't know if, uh, they drink out of the toilet bowl, but they, you know, apparently they're, they're just like dogs, but yeah, Kai tweeted this or Instagram, this, whatever the heck that. Yeah. Instagram comment. Immediately. I Googled, I Googled how to lose a cat. Oh shit. But nothing came up. The only thing that came up was like, Oh, are you sad? You just lost a cat. I'm like, no, I need to lose a cat. Like, I don't, I'm not worried about losing it. I want to lose it. And I was surprised that there was nowhere to to research good ways to accidentally uh lose a cat because if a cat does show up it will uh find its way off our property so in some way but i don't know quite how to get it done unless it's an outdoor cat you said you will you appreciate an outdoor cat i do i do but i feel like that's it's not knowing kylie it's gonna find its way indoors just keep your house rodent free dude if if we can set those boundaries, but I feel like it's not going to happen. Jason, it's going to find its way into two indoors. Irish wolfhounds that you keep in yeah. and out of the house. Yeah. They're both in and out. Yeah, of course. So why not just add one more that's going to take care of all the rodents? Because it's it's not going to happen. The kids are going <laughs> to want it up in their bedroom. There's going to be cat stuff all over the place. No. What is it? Which one is it? Females or males? If they pee, it like just starts to. I just remember going in certain guys' houses growing up that had cats and you would it's smell like that my nostril right now. yes you know what i'm talking about yeah. and you could just smell that urine smell and yeah. i'm out i just there's nothing about that's why cat. they make kitty litter yeah i know but i'm just i'm just i was in houses i think it's a thing and I, I'm, I'm out on the cats if you were to get a cat yeah i think we should give it to the 92 percenters to name the cat i don't we're not playing this so 92 percenters Let's have a cat bracket name. I want to hear. I want to hear all your. Name. I want to hear all your uh, your best cat names. Listen, if you guys are okay with a cat getting lost after you've already named it, go ahead and participate. This thing is not making it far. Next up, it appears that Dad has learned how to make memes. Uh, this past week, he uh, showed a bunch of uh, memes on Facebook, including uh, these that we're about to show you right now, and they are Dude, all. Do you from- think he's making these? There's no chance. He's I'm these. pretty sure he's just either screenshotting it or getting it sent to him sporadically. Yeah. There's no way he could make these. Dad does not have this level of uh, computer savviness, which is surprising because he's spending a time been, on it. He's, been, he's at every up-to-date computer. <laughs> yes. He's spent a lot of time since on the computers. the 90s. Had the original I Macintosh. I'm so... Uh, positive that he didn't create any of these there's no way but it is an honor to finally make papa kelsey's i've played in the league for 13 years and uh never, it took never me once been on your his ig it, a, yeah apparently listen kids if you want to make your dad proud of you take your shirt off drink a beer and scream at the top of your lungs apparently that's what does it <laughs> that's my boy that's my boy so the first one is uh if aliens came down from outer space and said take us to your leader this is the guy yeah 
I mean, and no better picture proves that that's the guy. Unfortunately, this is actually probably a good representation of the human race. I don't know that that's the one that we want to have represent us, but if we're looking for an accurate representation, that's probably good. What are they doing <laughs> down there? This guy is. I mean, these guys are fuck. These guys are obese, alcoholics, and, <laughs> <laughs> and stupid. <laughs> it's just dumb. How did they amass so much power? Look at the dolphins even smarter than this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the second one Dad put out was uh, Jason uh, fighting for Scotland, uh, Scotland's freedom in uh, Braveheart. They'll never take our freedom! That's pretty good. Who doesn't love a good William Wallace? William Wallace. When's the last time you see Bra- seen Braveheart? <laughs> Never. Dude, watch it. I remember seeing it a little bit when we were kids because dad fucking loved that shit. It's, he did love it. And I'm telling you, watch it as an adult. You'll get why he loved it. It's an electric movie. All right. Well, I'm in. All right. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, thanks, dad. Yeah. Should we add Papa Kelsey to the New Heights social team? Yeah. Him and Jets Jake can team up out. with him. Collab posts. Let's get some collab posts going <laughs> with Big Ed. Good luck, Jets Jake. Um, he's going to have a lot of bad ideas. You're going to have to weather the storm on that one. <laughs> Next up, it looks like Jason's also inspired a new Funko Pop. Hey! From at the official Funko on uh, on Twitter. Um, nice. Do you feel this electric atmosphere? How could you react if you released this pop? Mm. How would you react if we could release this pop? Um, yeah, dude. I mean, Funko shaved in the chest. Got the sweatpants, the the Tims, uh, the Bud Light, it looks like. And then uh, you got a Rolex hat on, which is pretty sweet. Uh, Talked to Funko Pop, and they agreed to do a charitable thing. It feels weird, like, kind of, like, having this whole situation, because it was just something that kind of happened organically. It feels weird to kind of have shirts and everything made. Turn profit over, yeah. Yeah, but um, I feel like the way that it makes sense is we – I've agreed with Funko Pop, and we're going to be releasing a shirt later in the week where portions of the proceeds will go to Patricia Allen Fund at O'Shea Children's Hospital out of Buffalo because I think, um, I mean, you got to repay the people that put me in this. You mindset. got to, man. You got yeah, to. It only, got the to. only reason this happened, people are like, why didn't you do this this past week? Why wasn't your shirt off? You asked me that. I'm like, it's listen, mafia, man. That, was, that was the situation that happened because of what they did to me, what we did to each other. That was a, I, I get it. It was a little bit outlandish. I don't know why it happened. It just felt right. I don't know. And that's all I can say. It just felt like the right thing to do. And um, there's something so in that fucking water up there, man. Oh, God. We're going to pay back to the people that uh, caused this. <laughs> well, that's dope. Shout out to Funko. As well as Travis Kelsey, of course, scoring a touchdown. Not right now. Let's talk about our next sponsor, Prize Picks. Hey-o. That's right, baby. Back on the Prize Picks train, baby. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. And with the big game right around the corner, Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to turn every game changing moment into 100x your money. That's right. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into 1000 Ooh. Wow. I like those. That's pretty nice. Plus, you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and uh, comedian Andrew Schultz one of my favorite comedians out right now, you can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view the entries from some of the biggest names in the uh, prize picks community. And now for this portion of the ad read label, personal experience to be read by talent outside of Travis and Jason Kelsey, because we are active NFL players. Can't do it. Cannot participate. That's right. Jason, you just said you're not retiring. 
I didn't say that at all. But you know who can participate? Our intern. That's right. Come on in here, Brandon. Come on in. Come on down. There he is. Is it? I'm out of here. Is it messed I'm up? I'm not one of the biggest names in the Price Picks community. Yeah. How the hell Just am I that. not in there? All right, bye guys. Thank you, Brandon. Bye. All right, four quick picks. Right now, before the, before the big game, Price Picks is running a special on Patrick Mahomes. All he needs is half a yard, and you win. I think he he might be good for it. A couple of the picks I like. Stick with playoff Trav. Take Trav receiving yards. I would also look at Chris McCaffrey for touchdowns. The man has been automatic in the playoffs. That's all I've got. I'm gone. All right. Well, hopefully our intern did you guys right, and he's really not an intern. I hope you guys know that, right? Um, and if you want to start making some picks, uh, go to prizepicks.com slash new heights and use the code, you guessed it, new heights for the first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash new heights, code new heights for our first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. All right, we need to talk about one of our sponsors that you probably see us drinking all the time, and that's Accelerator Active Energy Drink. Talk to me, player. And if you've been looking for ways to accelerate your fitness in 2024, that's right. Look no further than Accelerator Active Energy Drink. Jason, what you sipping on? I got that. I got that tropical punch. Got a little tropical punch over here. That rocket pop be slapping. It's pretty dang good. Pretty dang good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. And not only is it pretty good tasting, but Accelerator Active Energy has zero sugar, gives you sustained energy, gets your metabolism going, and gives you the enhanced focus that you need to accomplish just about anything. Make uh, Maybe playing in the NFL uh, football uh, or uh, taking care of three kids, um, which uh, I still don't know what's harder. Be honest with you. Good luck with both of those. Plus, there's also nothing like those signature plant-based thermogenics to give you the energy you need to record the number one podcast. All righty, Accelerator is available at Hy-Vee, Quick Trip, and Amazon. And get this: Accelerator is offering all 92 percenters five dollars off their next Amazon order of Accelerator Active Energy Drink. From now until February 4th, put your favorite flavor of your Accelerator in your cart and use promo code Five Accelera. At checkout for $5 off. My God, that's a deal. If you're someone who stresses out every time you need to pick out a gift, you are no longer have to panic because Etsy's new gift mode is here to make gift giving fun. I cannot wait to use this because I suck at trying to figure out gifts. That's right. Gift mode is a new feature on Etsy that helps you find incredible handmade gifts from independent sellers. For all the different people in your life. Not sure what to get your girlfriend or spouse for Valentine's Day? Well, that makes sense because it's a made-up holiday. Wherever she's into, <laughs> gift mode can help. There's a ton of incredible gift options for uh, the music lover, the jewelry lover, the, the dog or uh, feed line lover. Uh, just to name a few. The gift mode isn't just great for significant others. Have a friend who's obsessed with sports. If you're a New Heights 92 percenter, the answer is probably yes. All right. Now you can get something for the uh, football fan and uh, the, the basketball fan or even the pickleball player in your life. Jason, what is your favorite gift you've gotten, Kylie? Uh, from Etsy? I don't remember. What's your favorite thing I got you from Etsy? Uh, she said there's so many things that she loves that I've gotten her that she can't even remember. <laughs> 
Stature at 92% is the only thing that has a better chance of working than a quarterback sneak on fourth and one is going with Etsy gift mode to find your next gift. Just download the Etsy app and tap on the gifts tab in the center of the navigation bar. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. You want to get some bold topics? A little football? football, Yeah, let's do it, dude. Let's do it. Chiefs 17, Ravens 10 in the AFC Championship game. It was some good football being played over there at the bank. Initial thoughts, Trav. What do you think? Pretty good, huh? Yeah, man. Doggone. Pretty damn good game. Obviously, we wish we would have scored more in the second half, but uh, went in there with the right mentality, uh, executed early, and um, and put their offense and really their team uh, with their backs against the walls. And, man, you got to love Spags in this defense right now, baby. Doggone. It's electric playing with them, man. They're they're giving us they're giving us chances to stay in games and win games and kind of manage things offensively. And Pat Mahomes is – is <laughs> playing the game like the best quarterback in the league, baby. No doubt. No, you guys have picked it up, though, offensively. I mean, I know it's only 17 points, but you guys had multiple chances. You had the one fourth down that you guys went for. We're not hurting ourselves right now, and that's the that's the best part. Where There's some flags here and there, but... You're having good drives. The mistakes like uh, like the drops are kind of limited, the um, the fumble, the turnovers, all those things, the, the game changers, uh, the game wreckers. Uh, certain things that you do to yourself that you just can't win doing. Uh, we started to clean that up a lot, and um, that goes to the to the head man, baby. You don't clean those things up without good discipline. You don't clean those things up without uh, having good leadership, and uh, that's uh, that's the coaching staff right there, making sure and harping on the right things, and um, really motivating us in the right direction, week in week out. And uh, we never lost faith, not one time during the year. And uh, right now we're playing our best ball, baby. Boy, are you. The Chiefs are officially headed to the fourth Super Bowl in five years. I mean, dude, this is legendary status. I mean, we already talked about just going to this game. It was, what, your sixth or seventh AFC championship in a row. And now you find yourself in the dance for the fourth time in five years. The Chiefs were four-and-a-half-point underdogs, uh, which was tied for the biggest underdog Patrick Mahomes has ever been before a game took place. We'll start it off with pregame. Everybody talked about it. Everybody had videos <laughs> on it. It was all over Twitter. I was at the game. And I love how I'm getting painted me. as the bad guy. Oh, you're definitely getting painted as the bad guy. I had multiple people I, text me I... in the game, middle of the game, like, what's Travis doing? Why, why is Travis doing it? And I'm like, dude, you guys have no idea. We're, we're going to get to it right now. <laughs> Justin Tucker is uh, warming up, and there's an exchange between you and him. Uh, there was also an exchange between Pat and Justin Tucker before that as well. Uh, during warmups it wasn't even that but so we're warming up and we do our same warm-up every single time on our side of the field for those of you that don't know what happens in pre-games the ravens have their side of the field and the chiefs have our side of the field now specialists because of like the wind factor and yeah, they go to where both you are, sides they get they get a chance to kick at, at both field goals and kind of punt from both sides of the field but it's always if you're if you're trying to go onto the other teams designated area you kind of stay out of their way you know you you don't you don't interfere with what they have going on that is the unwritten rule that's the unwritten rule if you want to be a fucking dick about it you keep your helmet and your football and your fucking <laughs> kicking tee right where the quarterbacks are warming up and they're yeah. dropping eyes are looking left and they got a, a helmet down by their feet it's actually kind of dangerous really but like if you're not going to pick that up i'll happily move that for you 
Justin came out and he said it was more of a joking gesture and kind of a fun competitive. And I get it. I mean, he was kind of winking at me, like being a dick about it, like trying to get under the skin. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. I get it, it but it got under me, skin and, a little me bit. and Pat, we were we've been having the same mentality for this game all week long, man. Yeah. And it was uh, you got to go in there and, and, and have the right mind frame, have yeah. the right mindset. And we just weren't in a joking mood. Um, we yep. were ready to get after it. And uh, so, Justin. Sorry if we took it to a level that you didn't think it'd get to that play, but if you're going to be a dick, I promise you, I can, <laughs> I can one-up you every time, dude. Tucker's known for this. I mean, he's a legendary kicker, and he knows he knows how to poke the buttons. Arguably the best we've ever seen in the NFL, man. Oh, no, I don't even know if it's arguable at this point. I mean, and he does this, and there's other kickers that'll do it too, other punters. You know, it's definitely unwritten that you stay out of the way of the other team when they're trying to utilize the field. You find a way to work on the other side of the field when it makes sense. That's part of the game without in the game. And you could tell he's playing it in these clips. You can see his facial expressions. Yeah, exactly. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Don't paint me as the bad guy. All right. He was listen, he got under bear, your skin. Right? He got under your skin. And listen, it 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 worked. It got under your skin, but it worked in the wrong way because it was a record day for the Yeti. <laughs> T-Rev led all receivers with 11 catches for 116 yards and a touchdown. It was probably one of your best performances I've ever seen, which is crazy because you've had some unbelievable ones. I just saw this stat the other day, which we don't have it in the rundown, but I did take a picture of it because it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. Hold on. Got to go to my, my, my photos. Screenshots. You are Ed Kelsey, man. You and Dad are the exact same human being, dude. I'm going to get to it. Don't worry. I'll find it. I'll find it. This is your last 12 playoff games. In total, 104 catches for 1,178 yards and 13 touchdowns. 12 games. That's your stat line. The playoff has been Big Yeti territory. What's so special about four? I mean, the 12 games. Those are the. I don't know. They just said the last 12 games. I don't know. How many playoff games have you had with Pat? I think uh, 17. So it's a little bit of a LeBron stat, cherry-picking 12 games. It is. I was just going to throw that out there. But either way, I mean, listen, 12-game stretch is a hell of a 12-game stretch. Let's make it a 13-game stretch, baby. <laughs> Fire up, boys. We're going to Vegas. <laughs> Not only did you lead all receivers uh, with 116 yards and a touchdown, uh, you had this insane grab on third and five. Let's go to the clip where you ended up diving you want to walk oh, us nice. through what happened on this one? Yeah, we'd love to walk you through it. Big third down play, and Pat uh, changed the play. In my mind, I was like, I don't know if we should change this play. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not how you play football. Yeah, for those of you, you have to watching. listen to the guy. He's got the keys to the car. It's his. He's steering <laughs> the ship. You got to listen to the guy. And I was just like, hmm. I don't like it. And sure enough, he's pumping nah, and this. trying to find me come on, coming over the middle of the Where's field. Where's Trav? He's going to be right I'm, here. Any second, he's going to be right there. Okay, where, okay, he's not showing up. I'm over here fucking picking my <laughs> nose over there and fucking <laughs> on the numbers. Well, you made uh, up for and, it because uh, you made everything. Yeah, he's scrambling for his life, gets his legs <laughs> chopped out from under him and throws just something in, just to get the ball out a of his hands duck. so he doesn't yeah. take a sack. At that point, I'm in my head like, I got to make a fucking play for my guy. I'm just out here looking like an asshole, not running the right route for him um, in the biggest game of the year. So, um, But, yeah, Pat, thanks for giving me a chance, baby. <laughs> I love you, man. Listen, you ran the wrong route, whatever. You ended up with a big conversion on third down. That was a huge part of this drive, a huge part of this game. And uh, this is one of the things that makes your 
and Pat's connection so electric because your guys' ability to freelance, both of you are so good at that. You know what I mean? Like not Pat is probably one of the best improvisers I've ever seen play the game at the quarterback position. It's that's the thing that really sets him apart as a player to have both of you guys be able to do that and also be on the same page or get to the same page. Uh, right now. It's uh, <laughs> it's pretty fun to watch and stuff. Like He's this a faster happening. reader than am I than I am. That's what it is. I'm just a few pages back. Just I haven't caught up yet. Honestly, that's that's it makes playing with the guy so much fucking fun, man. When you just know that he could pull a rabbit out of the hat at any point, put the ball in one area for you to go and get where you or nobody gets it, and you can go and try and make that spectacular play for your team. That's what makes it so much fun, man, because you just know that play is never over. And even when they think they got you, they don't. And I love that fucking feeling. <laughs> As you can see, I'd stand up and I'd punch a fucking ghost right in the face. I was so excited. Pow! Take that, Casper. First down. And then we ended up scoring a touchdown, which was awesome, man. The Ravens kind of had that like color scheme of ghosts, too. They got that, Ooh, like, they every, do. You know what I mean? Like, purple that was like is the, that... In the video games, Wario. it's always... It was the Wario Castle. Wario. All the Nintendo stuff. All the, the, the ghosts are purple. Warigi? War, what was the Luigi Wario? Uh, no, it's not Wario. It's uh, Wario and Waluigi. Waluigi. Nice. Waluigi! <laughs> they, uh, they definitely have that. And uh, holy shit, did they bring out every superstar they had that game. Yeah, they did. It was a it was an electric atmosphere. It was a family reunion in that place. The, so the first two everyone saw Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, but fourth quarter came around or third quarter came around and they started playing 50 cent song. And they turned off the lights, started playing a 50 cent song and then panned to the tunnel. Yeah. And all you see is this shadow in the mist and like the the fogginess yeah. and I'm like how the fuck did they get 50 cent? Since when is 50 cent a fucking raven? This yeah. is bullshit. And it's fucking Terrell Suggs walks out. I'm just like, oh, shit, that's electric, too. How did they? He won a ring with us, too, man. This is. You can't do that. He won one or two. Just one. Yeah, I think it was just one. one. He wasn't there. Right. Shout out to uh, Sizzle, man. That shit was awesome, though. I was I was over there. I was I was in the huddle like, oh, shit, it's Sizzle. Yeah. I thought it was 50 Cent, man. Thank God it wasn't 50 Cent. If it was 50 Cent, man, I don't know if we came out that game victorious, man. Between this clip and the one that we're about to show, I don't know which one was more impressive. The third and five catch or this touchdown catch? Dude, you want to walk us through? So they're are they, they're in man or no? Yeah, they're in man. They're in man with uh, Kyle Hamilton, man. And I'll tell you what, that dude has a bright future. He's already a stud. He's already a stud. And he had an unbelievable rookie year. But What is this, like a little wheel route? Like you're like out and up? Yeah, just an out and up. Just now, now we had shown that that uh, formation and uh, the concept over the past probably ten games. We've ran that concept at least once, so kind of mm -hmm. been setting it up. And I've had I don't know probably like a handful of catches off of that concept where we just dot me on the out route. So we tried to do the out and up, and uh, he played it perfectly. He did play it perfectly, but that's and this is what I wanted to ask you on this because Pat throws a back shoulder, right? That's what this would be called against man to man. One hundred percent, yeah. Yeah. When do you guys know immediately when Hamilton is playing it perfectly that if Pat throws this, he's going to try and hit me on the back shoulder? It can because it Hamilton can happen, has leverage. Sorry, go it ahead. can happen one talking. or two. No, you're good. You're good. These are good questions. I, it, it could happen one or two ways. Yeah. Depending on where he is, obviously, Pat's going to try and give me the best opportunity to catch the ball. So if he's over top of me, he'll try and back shoulder me. But at the same time, 
if there's some sort of blitz, a guy comes free and Pat has to get the ball up quick and he can't make that decision like later on. So let's say on the out part, like Pat has to get the ball away. Now he might just get put it up and give me a chance to run and go and get it like come like catch it over the shoulder um, instead of the back shoulder. So you're still like trying to find it when when you I didn't see that thing until it was about Dude, you turned around late. five to ten yards. Very it kind of worked late. out in our favor because it happened. It was bang, bang. But I did not see that. That ball was coming through the fucking rafters. It was like coming out of like sweets in the background. It was like a like a a dark, foggy. And then the ball just fucking <laughs> appeared like five yards from me. I was like, who's that? So you answered the next question I was going to have, which is you waited to turn around would look like till the last possible second. And is that important on a back shoulder catch? Because the, the quicker you obviously make that transition that it's going to be a back shoulder, yeah. the quicker the DB has to react. I mean, he had, he had me, great position. He had great position. Yeah. The only chance I had was that it was that back down hip, yeah. the last place he's thinking that is going to yeah. be, and I could just kind of turn with it, right? Yeah, and you use your body to shield it. You got to have late hands if you're if you're gonna reel one of those in, dude. It was an impressive catch. Barely caught it, but I'll take it. The, the with how late you got the turning around, you get it on the hip. Unbelievable play by you and Pat. This is my favorite play of the day because of everything that went into it. Appreciate it, bud. Tuddy, baby, coming out scoring touchdowns. That, that was the biggest thing coming in was that we we, we wanted to score tutties. That's why we went sure. for it on fourth and one down in the red yeah. zone a few uh, drives later in the second quarter. Yep. Um, we knew if we put up touchdowns, it was going to it was gonna force uh, their offense to feel a little bit antsy and a little bit pressed to get the ball downfield. And that's what we wanted. We wanted, yeah. uh, we wanted to see what our DBs and their wideouts looked like. Trav, over the last two games, uh, you have 17 targets, 16 receptions, a 94.1% catch percentage. How about that? A 90, little 92% reaction. Uh, All right now. <laughs> and uh, 191 yards. Three touchdowns and a 153.1 passer rating when they're targeting you. How do you keep flipping that switch on for playoff games? What it is about? What do you think it is about playoff games that, um, in particular, it feels like you end up having big games? I don't know if we want to say this quite yet. I mean, it's, obviously, it's just uh, being accountable for your guys, putting in the yeah. hard work throughout the week. But I think there's just that 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 flip of the switch that you you kind of turn on in December. Yeah, sense of urgency. You know, you want to try and have that switch for the entire year, but it's a 17-game season, man. Sometimes it's just – I mean, it's hard, man. It's hard, especially after 11 years, getting excited for a random game in fucking November where you know you're about to wax this fucking team. It's hard to fucking <laughs> get it going every single week. And um, yeah. this year it was, it, was, it was harder than ever because we weren't winning those games and we were trying to find ways to win and we were kicking ourselves in the foot and we're finally getting the juices going. We're finally playing our best ball at the right time. And how can you not get excited about that? You know, the, the how can you not fucking wake up every single day knowing that you got a chance to go and get this thing, man? It's electric. It's fucking, it's the best feeling in the world, man. There's nothing better than January and February football, baby. And uh, yeah, we're in the thick of it, man. I love the challenge of going into a, a, a hostile environment or I just love the challenge of having our backs against the wall and it's, it's win or go home, man. And, uh, and finding a way to win the guys man it's a it's it's definitely an electric atmosphere and it's an awesome thing to witness take place so trav your sixth receiving touchdown in the conference championship game is now the most all-time in conference championship games um but the big news is you have officially passed jerry rice uh 
for most career receptions in the postseason, a record that a lot of people, I think, never thought would be broken. That was crazy, yeah. The previous record was 151. It's crazy because I'm like looking at 151 catches and I can only remember like five. (laughs) (laughs) I got got over a fucking hundred. Damn, I've been playing this game for a while. Did you know going into it that you were close to it? Like, how could when, I? At what not? point everybody's did you know? been everybody's, everybody's been, been talking about it? This stuff, yeah. Fair and enough, I've been fair getting enough. asked about it in the media and all this and that. And I said it a couple or last year when I kind of got into some of the uh, Jerry Rice and um, Julian Edelman uh, playoff records. Uh, the me and Gr- me and Pat versus uh, or not versus, but me and Pat tying uh, Gronk and Brady. Um, and touchdowns as a duo, um, you start to hear everybody talk about those playoffs. And it's just such a fucking honor, man, because I got so much respect for all those guys. Of course. So much respect for Jerry Rice and how he's been down to earth and cool as hell with me ever since I got to the league. And um, I remember the first uh, first Pro Bowl, it was him and uh, well, who was it? Uh, Michael Irvin had uh, were the, uh, I guess, the, the honorary um, – Head coaches Captains. for the uh, yeah, yeah co- the, coaches yeah, and it was um hearing Jerry and and Michael talk about me as a young guy as a young you know tight end in the league man it just it fueled me with confidence that I was doing the right things man so yep. um to and what's even more funny is that I have this weird image in the back of my head of um remember ba- uh, backyard football on the computer growing up oh dude I have I don't even know if I want to mention this because I've secret. I've secretly been looking into seeing if anybody holds the rights to backyard football or and backyard baseball because I want to buy it and read and get this thing going again. That was the Dude. best game ever. Dude, it was so fuck, it, it was man. so electric. Can you imagine playing backyard football right now on your phone? Because you could do that whole thing on your phone. It wasn't that 1, complicated. One thousand percent. It was not complicated. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. It was. Um, I love so that you game. do remember. All right. Nice. Yes. Uh, well, on. if you remember, uh, Jerry Rice was the greatest thing on. Yes, that it was. Game. Jo- Jerry Deserve- Rice and Steve Young. Uh, I would pick both of them, and uh, every single time. So yes. every time Jerry would score a touchdown, his automatic celebration was to pull out a notebook, open the notebook, and on the header it said records, and it was him oh just my, scribbling. I can't in. believe you remember this, dude. And I'm just like in my head, I'm like, damn. And then, then I looked it up when I got older. I was like, damn, why? Was, he has all the fucking records, and that's why yeah. they did it. And yeah. it's just full circle that. I'm as good as Jerry Rice in backyard football. <laughs> there you go, man. Dude, that's I've electric. Made it. I've made it. Dude. I love I've that. made it, dude. That's what comes to my head is that I'm now the animated. I'm not saying you might have just found out what your next touchdown celebration is, but. Just writing records? Well, I'll have to break a record, and I think I'm uh, way too far away from any of the other records Jerry has. <laughs> you missed but, your opportunity? Yeah, I missed my opportunity. Either way, uh, pretty damn cool, man. And pretty remarkable uh, record to break. It was awesome. Thank you, man. Maybe the biggest compliment, though, came from Antonio Brown on Twitter. AB. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> AB, the electric Twitter. Travis Kelsey, the dopest cracker I know. There you go. That's a, I mean, that's a heck of a compliment. Hey, man. I appreciate you, AB, man. It feels good to be one of the dopest crackers, man. <laughs> I love that shit, man. He's one of my favorite followers on Twitter. You got to follow him. <laughs> Let's get to the Chiefs defense. It's been the storyline all year for the Chiefs. Uh, they have been phenomenal. In Spags, we trust. That's the shirts that all the a lot of the defensive guys are wearing. Um, Man, don't we? This shirt is great. Did you get one of these? You know it, baby. Dude, that shirt is a great design. That's a great 
freaking shirt. Oh, yeah. They held the Ravens to just 10 points and held the NFL's number one rushing offense to just 81 yards. And that was this was my thing. I think everybody's thing going into the game. Can they stop the Ravens rushing attack? That's a key. And uh, and they did it. They, I mean, well, they held them to 81 yards and um, forced three turnovers and four sacks. It was an impressive play uh, by the Chiefs defense that has been you know, the best in the league for largely the entire season. Yeah. Including maybe the play of the game when Legereus Snee forcing a Zay Flowers fumble at the goal line. What a guy, man. Well, he wasn't really reaching though, right? He was kind of like going down, but No, he was I mean, he was he was fully extended to try and get that thing across the goal line. Can't reach. Fuck. And I'll tell you what, man, Zay Flowers is gonna be a special player in this league. You told me this before the season even started. You saw him work out down in Texas with mm-hmm. Pat. And I don't even know if we can say that, but you saw I well, mean, everybody he was just that, right. We were all working out at the at what is it, TCU. It just yeah. kind of like it wasn't like a scheduled hey. workout. It was yeah. everybody was, and out I was just, just tweeting and I was just tweeting at Mark Schlereth uh because uh, you know I wanted to vote in the thing, you know. Uh but anyways, uh <laughs> Zay Flowers, uh you said right away I asked which 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 of these guys did you think not to yeah, I don't want to, but you said right away, this kid. No, out of the guys that were down there, I was like, give me that guy. Out of everybody that I saw down there, I was like, that man, he's ready right now. Apparently the Ravens do that too, because he was very impressive all season long. Oh, an yeah. incredible rookie year, Hell yeah. uh, but uh, an unbelievable play here by Snee at the goal line. Just not giving up, baby. Most, On the half yard line, baby. Golly, that was electric, man. It's that kind of, those kind of plays, man, that, that catapult you into the fucking Super Bowl, man. And, um. Thank God we got Snead, baby. And this came after um, a taunting penalty that was called on Flowers when he stood over Snead. I don't even know if we want to mention that. No, I mean you can mention it. It got called. I mean it is what it is. You can't. The you know what it is. It's not the standing over as much. It's not the pushing them. It's the drop of the ball. You think so? The spin. You can't spin the ball or like throw the ball at somebody or like that is the taunt. I don't think the, there's pushing and shoving after a play all the time. If you stand over somebody, they'll call that too, though, because I've, I've been called for it. I got called for standing over top of a guy. It's whatever. As much that was going on back and forth, that's a tough one. Yeah. Especially in a big play like that, that's a tough one. But We've talked about it before. We're pro-taunting to, to a degree. To you a know, degree. You got to let people's emotions, and you, you want that back and forth a little bit. And I didn't, you know, whatever. Joey Burrow certainly agrees with us. Let the guys taunt. Let the guys talk. Normally, okay, you see, let the guys play, but I would just yeah, he just went right for the jugular. Just I don't want to see him play. I want to no, see him talk. I want to see him fucking yapping. Hell yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you though, Joey. No, that's you. great. There's an acceptable amount of it, right? And there's a part of it that makes it more exciting. I, I you'd like seeing people's emotions fly. As long as you're not doing these ridiculous antics or whatever, um, if it's just a pure sign of aggression, like you just made a great play, whatever. Insane stat. The Chiefs defense has allowed four points per game in the second half over their last eight games. You want to talk about second half adjustments? My God. 32 total points in eight games in the second half. That is a remarkable stat for the Spags defense. That's fucking insane. It's crazy. Is Spags the most underrated coordinator in the NFL? I mean, I don't know that he's underrated at this point. I am a little bit surprised. I mean, I know his head coaching stint in St. Louis didn't go great. But St. I don't know. I don't want to say anything bad about an organization. That was a uh, whatever. That's little surprise how. There. Yeah. I, <laughs> you don't got to say much. That's already been said, brother. 
I don't know, man. You see a lot of other people that are great coordinators in the NFL uh, getting head coaching, uh, you know, stuff cir- circling around. And I, I really do think what Spags has done this year, that entire defense has been truly uh, fun and exciting to watch. They have been great. And it's been consistent. I love going to war with him, man. I just love playing. I love I love being in the locker room. He's one of the most motivating guys or, and coaches that I've ever been around, man. Just always having the right frame of mind, the right positivity. You know, even when it's you need that toughness and somebody to motivate you and and kind of like a get your shit going type of way. Spags does it in a respectable, uh, in a respectable way that guys can relate to and that can motivate them. You know, some guys just don't have that gauge. They can't gauge that. Sure. And uh, and Spags has been able to kind of uh, get the best out of every single guy he's got, you know, all the yep. way through the depth chart. And it just it goes to show, you know, how much, uh, you know, there's uh, how much we rely on him. And the and and this stat right here, these thirty two points in the second half is, I mean, that's got to be close to a fucking record right there. I would assume. Uh, yeah, you would think. I mean, it's a it's it's a pretty impressive. Uh, Eight game stretch in the second second half. The guy found a way to stop Randy Moss and Tom Brady. How about that? Spags found a way to stop fucking Randy Moss and Tom Brady, and That's right. they were undefeated and fucking unstoppable. The most unstoppable, unstoppable has ever looked. <laughs> and Spags found a way to beat him. I mean, or at he, least he, slow it down. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the score was not high. I remember that, but the tw- two thousand seven Patriots Super Bowl, he did. Actually, I don't even remember. I don't remember what the score was. I'm pretty sure it was a low-score game. Both teams right. under 20, I would assume. That's what it felt like. It's kind of like that was that 08, you know, not a lot out. I'm just kidding. Dude, Spags. In Spags, we trust. The biggest plays often happen uh, when you need them most. And uh, the final drive, there was a chief that came up with perhaps the biggest play of the day because it sealed the deal. <sighs> with two minutes and 34 seconds left, up by seven, Pacheco to burn some remaining Ravens timeouts. Uh, was being utilized, but to seal the game on a 32-yard pass, Marquez Valdez Scanlon. How about <laughs> that? Top baby? the quiz for the game, baby. Hey! Didn't get any sweeter than that, man. Punching our ticket into the Super Bowl yet again. In case you forgot about last year against the Cincinnati Bengals, he did the exact same fucking thing and came up big for the Kansas City Chiefs. He was getting yeah. a lot of heat. I was about to get to as it. well as the entire wide receiver room. Um, and I've been yeah. sitting here the entire the time. The entire offense. It ain't had. just that. I mean, they were coming yeah, after right. you. I had they the were worst drops Pat. in the league, yeah. They were, they were coming after everybody. And it's not like it's not, you know, listen, the offense was struggling for a little bit there, but you guys always knew and had faith in each other. And that's what makes this whole thing so much more special. It ain't done yet. You got one more game, obviously. 100%, yeah. There's something so special about watching a guy who's been counted out and repeatedly said he's not good enough or he's not he shouldn't be out there. Going to be more proud of the guy, man. He needs to be more accountable. Go out there and make a play when you need it most. And, um, you know, our year when we won it, that you got to see Nelson Aguilar really have a special year and make meaningful impact for us. Hell yeah. Got to see Nelson after the game, man. One of the, one of the Kelsey favorites. That's right. Great and, dude. And uh, so happy for MVS. And we weren't the only one. Big Tyreek, or fast Tyreek Hill, uh, chimed in on Twitter. Uh, what y'all got to say about MVS now? Uh, and MBS actually got on Twitter and probably had the tweet of the freaking day. I, I, I mean, it might this. be the tweet of the season at the bank with, uh, you know. Casey Wolf, baby. Thou who shall not be named, I guess. Um, <laughs> Dude, the legend. Fuck. Awesome tweet right there from MBS. At the bank, baby. 
let's get some um, some post game stuff here. Um, obviously, when you win the championship, there's confetti, there's uh, there's there's speeches, there's all of that stuff. So you guys are down on the down on the field. Uh, you had the Lamar Hunt Trophy celebration uh, on the field. Uh, this is your first time accepting the AFC Championship trophy outside of Arrowhead. Yeah, a little bit different, obviously, but there were still enough fans there celebrating, it felt like. What do you think? Yeah, the only people that mattered are family, friends, and the people that came on the fucking flight with us, dude. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. That's all I give a shit about. All the all the extra is just, you know, for show, I guess. I don't. I, I only cared about seeing you guys and and having fun with the uh, the guys we just won that game with, man. Well, you gave your patented. You got to fight for your right. You got to fight for your right to fight. I don't even feel right saying it. Like I feel like I'm, you I'm look, not doing you it justice already. Weird. Yeah, I, it doesn't you think, sound right coming out of me. You get like, yeah. you want it really go, doesn't wanna, sound right coming yeah. out of me either. It only no, that sounds, sounds right pretty good. Beast, Trust me, Beastie Boys. But well, no, I mean, it sounds good coming out of the Beastie Boys. But Big Yeti does it justice, in my opinion. This was the great photo uh, tweeted out of Big Red showing a little love to Taylor up on the <laughs> stage. Tay- oh yeah, he's got a little point. They're pointing at each other. We're going to the Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> We're going to the bowl. We did it. Obviously, they we've already talked about how they kind of know each other from uh, from the Philly days. Yeah, Scott Swift, shout out to Big Scott. Um, him and Andy are uh, good friends. There you go. That was a cool moment to see afterwards. I didn't get to see it because I was up on the stage screaming "Fight for your right." But uh, yeah, that was a cool one. That's awesome. Yeah, we had the whole family down on the field. We had me, mom, dad, and Taylor. Everybody was down there. How was this moment compared to other AFC championships, especially? Um, you know, with the way the whole season's gone, I guess. Man, I mean, it's just it. Uh, obviously, it just it feels like it's a little bit sweeter, man. Uh, you know, I I don't want to rip out anybody's heart in KC, but uh, this road to where to where we are now has been more of a challenge, which means you have to overcome more, which means you it kind of means a little bit more. And uh, although I cherish all the games that I play in Arrowhead, every single one of them, baby. This one meant a lot, man, because yeah. and it meant a lot because the guys we had and how we persevered through a lot of the uh, the things that we weren't, you know, we weren't doing during the season. Mm-hmm. And it just it just felt that much better with those guys. You could feel it in the locker room afterwards. You could feel it on the plane ride home. You know, typically if you win one at home, you just go straight from the from the field to your house or to the wherever your family is out, off the field. This one, we got to have an entire two-hour flight to ourselves where it was just us partying on the freaking plane back home, man. <laughs> and it was electric. It was awesome. We had the coaches coming back to where the players were and, yep. and just reminiscing on this season and, and enjoying every single bit of being around each other and what we had just accomplished um, yet again for uh, the second year straight. And we got a, we got a special group, man, and uh, that's, why, that's, why it spelled, that's why this one feels that much better. Hundred percent, and it's it feels that way. It's been an awesome year, and um, you know, as we talked about after the the game, it's just one more now. Uno, uno mas. All right, let's go and get it, baby. LeBron's stat of the game might have to change this uh, whole bit to Mahomes stats uh, pretty soon, but from a friend of the show, Mister Rich Eisen, Rich, all hail Patrick Mahomes. Here he, here he, first quarterback ever to start. <laughs> four Super Bowls before turning 30. Third quarterback to start four Super Bowls in a five-season span, joining Tom Brady and Jim Kelly, and those are pretty uh, uh, good company right there. 14 playoff wins behind only Brady and Joe Montana. Fourth Super Bowl start, only Brady and John Elway 
have more. Jesus. And he's not even 30 years old. Dog. Pretty remarkable. Patty Mahomes, baby. Yeah. I think those are some pretty good LeBron stats. Yeah, I'd take those LeBron stats. I'd take those LeBron stats any day of the week, man. Also, shout out to the newest members of the Chiefs Kingdom, Taylor Swift, who has officially reached the Super Bowl in a rookie year. That's kind of good. <laughs> shout out to Tay. <laughs> Thanks for joining the team. <laughs> Do we miss anything? Just shout out. I, I, I want to give you, yeah, I got to give a shout out to the Kingdom, baby. We uh, They were loud and proud out there in a hostile Baltimore uh, the bank and whatever the freaking stadium is, man, that shit was just so much fucking fun. It was so much fun to see you guys afterwards hanging around to watch us, you know, raise that Lamar Hunt trophy yet again. Bring Lamar home for the uh, for the Hunt family, knowing it was the year that his his wife Norma uh, passed away, and uh, we wore her initials the entire year, and we're still gonna wear them into the Super Bowl. It'll be the first Super Bowl that she hasn't been to, and uh, we got a chance to bring it home. There you go. So, shout out to the Chiefs Kingdom, the Hunt family, and uh, let's take this one. Let's take this one to Vegas, baby. All right. Now. All righty. It's time to talk about our next partner, SeatGeek. That's right. Tired of uh, trying to find the best deal on tickets this football season? Well, SeatGeek is the answer. With over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated dick in the app, Trev. And as a sponsor of New Heights, you know they had to go big. For the big game, SeatGeek is offering $500 off the big game tickets with the code Kelsey500. That's right. A $500 discount for all of our 92 percenters. That's a hefty little chunk of change. Think about how many beers you can get at the game. Just go ahead and use code Kelsey500 on SeatGeek. And don't worry, 92 percenters. Everyone is eligible for the discount. It doesn't matter if you've purchased on SeatGeek before. You can still make use of this special offer for the big game. We want to see as many of you as possible rooting on the Chiefs in Las Vegas. Just use code KELSEY500 on SeatGeek for $500 off tickets. All right, now it's time to shout out our next sponsor, 92%ers, Buffalo Wild Wings, BW3, as we like to call it back in Ohio. Jason, you're a big B-dubs guy. Have you heard about the Buffalo Wild Wings Tuesday and Thursday BOGO deal? Oh, I had not heard that news, Trav, but now that I know that, I know exactly what I'm doing Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> All right now. <laughs> All right now. That's right, 92%ers. On Tuesdays, you can buy one, get one half off traditional wings. And on Thursdays, you can buy one, get one free boneless wing. How about that? You can get a little free chicken nugget on Thursdays, huh? <laughs> it's a lot more wings for you and your buddies two days a week. Trav, are you more into the traditional wings or the uh, chicken nuggets? I'm a, I'm a traditional wing, specifically nice. the drums. I'm not really a big flat guy. Yeah. Like a, I like, like the flats, a, like but a, I like a little I, I'm kind of into meat all. on the bone. Don't I? <laughs> I'll even eat the chicken nuggets. I just don't like calling them boneless wings. Make sure you get the Buffalo Wild Wings on Tuesdays and Thursdays for the BOGO wing deal. And Ooh. let's go sports bar. B-dubs BOGO deals are available at participating locations. Check the website or app for details. It's time now to shout out our next partner. That's right, Experian. Hey! And if you didn't already know 92%ers, there's a great app to help with your finances. The free Experian app. That's right, Tramp. And uh, that's the best thing about the Experian app is how versatile it is. Kind of like the versatility that makes a tight end great, like Travis Kelsey. Being able to do so many things. Run, catch, block, even pass when they let you. 
to help his team win. The Experian app has uh, so many free tools to help you take control of your credit and finances. For example, you can get free FICO scores at your fingertips. You can also boost your FICO score instantly, free with Experian Boost, especially now that you can use your car insurance payments to boost your FICO score. You can only do that with Experian. You can also get free credit monitoring with alerts, as well as free access to whole marketplace of credit cards, loans, and insurance options, all matched to you and your unique credit profile. So go to the App Store and download the free Experian app now. Experian Boost results will vary. See Experian.com slash Boost for details. All right, now let's get to some other player uh, insights on NFL storylines. There's only one other game to really comment on, <laughs> yeah, and that's that, the NFC just Championship name this game. the other NFC, yeah, all right. Yeah, 49ers prevail over the Lions in uh, what proved to be a uh, truly remarkable game. Yeah. 49ers 34, was, Lions 31. Yeah, I didn't get to see this one. Uh, Neither but... of us really got to watch it and appreciate it. We were watching it upstairs in the box a little bit before you came up, but when we left the box, it was right around halftime, I think of that game and Detroit was up 24 to seven. So I was like, man, lions are run away with this thing. And then pretty much by the time I got to the car, I was like, Oh wow. Okay. They're uh, 49 is right back at this one. This is a game. Yeah. Lions got out to a big lead early going up 24, seven into the halftime. Uh, but the second half was all Niners scored on five straight second half possessions. Um, offense really got going after what is being called He's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good he's pretty good just when you think he's not he's pretty fucking good offense really got going after what is being called the immaculate deflection where pretty literally bounced a pass off a lions defender and uh brandon Ayuk came down with it when you're a great team you find ways to win ball games you find ways to make big plays and this game is this game specifically football is known for having some of the wackiest and wildest shit happened. <laughs> Boy, is it. And we are both a part of games where it has gone off helmets. It has gone big deflections that have turned out to be huge plays. I remember uh, Marcus Mariota, a teammate of yours, ended up uh, when he was in Tennessee. I was concussed and getting out of a CAT scan. Yeah. And um, was watching my playoff hopes uh, shrink as Mariota threw it off of Darrell Revis's face mask and then caught it and scored a touchdown. This kind of shit happens, man. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. When this kind of shit happens, it's, you just get crazy momentum and the football guys are just on your side, man. It's just, you just keep running with it, man. And uh, this was one of those plays. I thought when Lamar had his deal, when it, uh, when it, it went off of Jay Reed's hands and then uh, Lamar Jackson caught the ball and like, ran for an extra had like a reception for like 20 something yards or something like that. I was like, yep. damn man, they're getting, that was that, a big that, the they're getting that kind of shit. Yeah. This is, I mean, I don't like that at all. That the football the is not on our side. I'm like, oh, I kind of had the opposite reflection up in the boot. Cause right after they scored, I was still like, man, listen, they got a lucky one. I didn't really see any, you know, they still weren't really moving the ball like that, but regardless, their, t- their touchdown was a pretty, that was a great fucking ball. It was so a great, was, yes, it was, it was a great ball, a great catch, but I hear you. It was kind of like right a broken down that. play. That's what extended the drive. But either way, yeah, the biggest takeaway from this game for me, it says Dan Campbell decision. I think the biggest takeaway is Brock Purdy and the 49ers overcoming this deficit. Dude. Listen, we've heard these stats all the time about uh, Kyle Shanahan's as a coach and really his offense is that they can't really play unless they are in the game or have a lead. They have never really come back 
from um, what is it like a 10 point deficit or whatever? Well, they find themselves down 20. This is the second game they march back and uh, and and come from behind. This is a the biggest comeback I think that they've had in the history of it. The boys got heart. And uh, the biggest difference is the quarterback. I mean, Purdy, uh, for as bad as he was in the first half of last week's game, and I guess, I don't know, in this week I didn't see much of it, but they were losing pretty good. Um, when it matters most, he's showing up. When mm-hmm. they need him to get touchdowns and they need this offense to get going, he is slinging that thing. Slinging and, uh, it. He's making plays with his feet. I mean, yep. he's – It's impressive. He's playing fucking, He's playing damn good right now, man. I, obviously, I didn't see the game, but saw the highlights – um, and saw a lot of the plays he's making. I'm just like, man, in moments that he was making those plays, man, that is a uh, he's ready for the moments, man. And he's only going to get better and more confident as the as the as the time goes on. Man, we're going to have a we're going to have our hands full, baby. It's going to be a hell of a fucking Super Bowl. I know that that, that it is uh, the other takeaway from the game. Obviously, everybody's talking about it are the uh, fourth down decisions, which, listen, if you've been watching the Tutties, Detroit Lions at all this year, this ain't any. Year. Thing new. Dan Campbell has been going for it any second he gets. He's been the riskiest play caller in the game all season long. He's been rolling them dice, and he wasn't going to change it up in this game. The two that they're really talking about are the fourth and two at the San Fran uh, 28 and uh, the one that was more towards the end of the game, uh, the fourth and three. The fourth and two one is the one where it's like, man, you know, if they kick the field goal, it's a three-possession game. You know what I mean? It's They're up 14. They kick the field goal and they make it, which it would have been uh, just under a 50-yard kick. It would have been right around 47 yards, I think. Uh, well, yeah, I guess they're at the 28, so it would have been even less than that, about a 45-yard kick. But um, you know, hindsight's always 20-20. You guys went forward on fourth and one. I feel like in these playoff games, you got to be aggressive. But that yeah. was the one where it's like, man, we're, we already have such a lead. Let's just take the points and make it. Three scores until you get a first down, and now you a couple and, plays later you score then, a fucking and the, touchdown. And the dagger has been put in. <laughs> and then and, you know, the, guys, see, this is what it is. They weren't playing. You, they weren't playing to accidentally sneak away with one. They were playing to be aggressive and go out there and take it. And uh, I've, I I've loved it, Dan Campbell for playing and coaching like that uh, in these Lions all season long. You know, unfortunate that this story is ending for those guys. It was an incredible storyline happening. Man, it was fucking fun to watch them fucking go to work, man. But, you know, it's a great storyline for San Francisco as well. The 49ers have had a special year. They've uh, gotten a lot of redemption this year with Brock Purdy staying healthy down this stretch and uh, getting an opportunity to prove who he is. And they're in the dance. Yeah. Yeah, man. You got any final thoughts from this one? The old Niners, Niners Chiefs rematch, baby. That's right. Get uh get to watch me and George go at it yet again, baby. <laughs> It'll be a fun one, Kittle, man. I love that guy. I love how he plays. And uh yeah. I love it's an honor every time I get to share the field with uh this year's best tight end in the National Football League, man. Eight five. Well the forty ers seventeen point comeback win is tied for the largest comeback in the history of the NFC championship game. 49ers are now one in five when trailing by 14 or plus points at any point in any game since 2022. That's a LeBron stat. LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> Best thing to come out of championship weekend is the death of the Super Bowl logo conspiracy. People have been speculating that the color logos uh, correspond with the teams that would be playing in the games. This comes from a lot of the uh, scripted community. Obviously so you had done. red and yellow when there was Bengals Rams last year. It was a uh, teal yeah, because because the red. Bengals are red. 
Yeah. This well, is, so is that red or dumb. orange? It might be orange. I don't know. This year, we obviously have San Fran and the Ravens uh, with the purple and red, and uh, it has been officially debunked. So way to go. Thanks, guys, for debunking something that was meaningless and stupid from the beginning. Yeah, moving on to other news around the league. Uh, we got some coaching news. Trev, you want to hit it? Eagles coaching news at that. The Eagles have parted ways with offensive coordinator Brian Johnson and have hired former Chargers and Cowboys offensive coordinator and the Boise State stud, Kellen Moore. <laughs> Kellen Moore was go. the OC in Dallas for four years and the OC mm-hmm. in L.A. Uh, just this past season. Have you ever have you met Kellen? I have not. Um, played against him a lot, obviously, when he was in Dallas. Yeah. I was surprised, actually, when he got fired uh, the one year in Dallas. It felt like their offense and – was you know, pretty fucking good. Even just like two years before that, he's being touted as, you know, head coaching uh, candidate, one of the top ones up there. Uh, he's been one of the brightest minds uh, for young offensive coaches um, for some time now. So um, I'll be interested to see where your offense, uh, kind of the direction that it goes, man. I'm, I'm very interested to see how that thing goes. He's done a little bit of everything. You know, obviously he comes from Boise and it's a, a you know, think it was some, wacky back then, man. It was, it was hard sure to want was. to say wacky. It was a different offense, though, and they were. They not, did a lot of stuff. I mean, it was creative. That's what it comes it down to. There and I is. think um, there was a lot of people, and I think even looking back ourselves, that realized that we could have uh, potentially been a little bit more creative, I guess, offensively. And I think Kellen will bring a lot of that. He did it in. In Dallas, he did it. I'm sure, especially in the Chargers, even though I didn't watch him that much. You know, everybody wants to bring up the the Ezekiel Elliott uh, snapping the ball type thing. Uh, that creativity didn't work in that play, uh, but it's not always going to work. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, he's been one of the best uh, offensive minds uh, in the game. I'm excited to see what he brings to the offense and how it evolves with him uh, at the helm as the offensive coordinator. What? What are you laughing about? Dude, that play was electric. <laughs> I just want to. I still want to know what was you're about happen. to find out. I you can't gotta wait to ask, ask him. him. I'm for be, sure. I think you're spot on with it though. Zeke was supposed to get the ball. He just got he got hit at the line of scrimmage. And exactly. It, it threw the whole thing get off. off of the ball. It threw the whole thing off. <laughs> yes. And there's the only. It's the only way that happens. Yeah. And they've also let go of the defensive coaches, uh, Sean Desai and Matt Patricia, but have uh, since announced that they're signing Vic Fangio to their uh, new defensive court as their new defense coordinator. Um, Fangio with the Dolphins uh, mutually decided to part ways after one season last year and is formerly um, a consultant with the Eagles back in 2022. So he familiar face in the building, obviously an NFL staple. Fangio has been around for years and years and has had a lot, a lot of success in the NFL. Jason thoughts on Fangio taking over the defense. Yeah. Vic is, uh, I mean, listen, he's uh, his, uh, Reputation precedes itself. Uh, he's been one of the best coordinators in the NFL, uh, you know, since I've been in it. I think uh, every stop he's been, uh, those defenses have been pretty darn successful. Obviously, the Dolphins this last year got riddled with a lot of injuries there down the stretch. Uh, but you know, I think everywhere he's been, uh, he's 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 been one of the best with, uh, out there with the defensive coaches. Um, he's revolutionized the game to a certain extent. There's a lot of people talking about the Fangio defense and how more and more coordinators have taken from it. And there's never, um, you know, a more sign of respect than uh, imitation, right? Whenever somebody's trying to do what you're doing well, that speaks to how good you are at it. Um, I've had the pleasure of playing Vic in Chicago, uh, Denver, uh, and Miami. And, um, you know, he's just a guy that, first of all, he's brilliant. 
he can do a lot of different things. I still remember playing against him in Chicago, and he kept doing just he kept putting six one like goal line defense out against our eleven personnel, and we did not know how to react to it, and it threw us up for a loop because we had no plan for it coming in. They hadn't really done it. And um, it threw us off offensively. And um, that's the type of coach he is. He's going to find a way to throw people off. He's going to find a way to mess up your run fits and try and get you into to, uh, you know, the, the looks that you think you're getting, you're not getting. And uh, and Vic's uh, been among the best at it. As you said, he was a consultant with the Eagles in 2022. I'm excited. I think everybody in the building is excited to have Vic back. Brian Johnson, Sean Desai, Matt Patricia, all those guys are phenomenal coaches. This yeah. is part of the shitty part of the business. You know, you, when, when things don't go well, you know, there's going to be changes. And are is everything with the offense to be blamed on Brian Johnson? Of course not. Brian Johnson is a great coach. I don't care what anybody says. Um, I, I know for a fact he is an outstanding coach, and he can be a great coordinator. As he was for the majority of the year. Yeah, and the and the previous years as a, as a quarterback coach. It's just, you know, there's a lot of things that stalled out the offense. And the defense, the same thing. Um, so, you know, I feel – for those guys or for guys that get let go in these situations, because there's never uh, any at any time. Is it any one guy? Never. It's it, that's, that's the unfortunate side of this business, but um, I am excited to see what Kellen Moore brings to the team and, and Vic Fangio. And yeah, I think it'll be, it'll be interesting. All right. Now there's also uh, a lot of fans, uh, Eagles fans upset with Sirianni's uh, yeah. role now, you know, just a head coach. I think that's Eagles yeah, just know. being upset on the season. Uh, you can't, there have been plenty of NFL teams that have had unbelievable success with a coach that is more of the game manager and letting the OC and the DC call the plays. Listen, I mean, two of the teams are right in the AFC Championship and NFC Championship, John Harbaugh and Dan Campbell, right? I think, um, you know, Nick is, first of all, I don't really know what, I don't know if they've actually said what his role is, I guess, going to be on the offense. I know he said he's going to do more of like the head coaching responsibilities, I think, in his press conference. But yeah, he was, he's on cue saying that. Nick, and I really mean this, is one of the best coaches I've been around and talking about coaching situational ball, really understanding what to do uh, in the right moment, um, motivating guys. Uh, we, we coach things up in team meetings and hold people accountable better than uh, pretty much any other coach I've been around. And I think he does a lot of things. Uh, you know, players love him. They'll play hard for him. Um, I know it was a really shitty year for us, uh, but, you know, I think that Nick has a lot to bring uh, as value as the head coach and the uh, organizational leadership that he provides for the team. Yeah. To me, I look at it as, hey, I think Kellen Moore is a pretty bright guy, and I think he's going to bring – all I know now is I know we have a great coach in Nick Sirianni. We just got a great defensive coordinator, uh, defensive mind in Vic Fangio, and we got a great offensive mind in Kellen Moore that just got hired. So in my opinion, we're adding more um, you know, talented individuals to continue to be a part of the staff. So whoever is calling plays, I know that we get better having Kellen Moore in the building because I think he's a great uh, mind and has proven that over the last five years. Nick moving to like a head coaching position, he removed himself from play calling duties last year with Shane Steichen, right? Yeah. That ended up working out pretty damn good. Nick has shown in his tenure with the Eagles that he's going to do whatever he thinks is in the best interest of the Philadelphia Eagles. And he's going to make those decisions. And he doesn't care about how other people perceive it. He doesn't care about anything other than what's in the best interest of the team. And to me, I think players respect the hell out of coaches that operate on that level and communicate things like that. And um, 
He's a very unselfish guy. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, brother. That's my viewpoint on it. We got one more in the uh, in the Eagles coaching news uh, that broke today as we're recording this. The Eagles are expected to hire former Seahawks defensive coordinator Clint Hurt to be their uh, defensive line coach, man. And uh, he looks like he could put a hurt on somebody. No doubt, dude. This dude, I, I don't know if I was with him at the Pro Bowl when he was in Seattle when the coaches were coaching our side, but I've, I know I've played against him a lot. Um, I just feel like he's going to be a guy that everybody's going to love in that. But you just look at him, and you can tell he's a guy that's going to motivate the shit out of you. Just look at that guy, man. <laughs> he's got that. Like, he's going to get Campbell the best aura. out of you. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? He's got that biting kneecaps. Or you can you know, just, just tell, like, Big Clint, dude. Big Clint. Oh man, man. Well, excited to have him as well. Congrats, Clint. And uh, Tom Pelissero uh, tweeted this one out. Uh, the Eagles are expected to hire former Seahawks defensive coordinator Clint Hurd, as we just said, um, as their D-line coach sweeping staff changes continue under Nick Sirianni, who also is expected to hire one of Hurt's assistants in Seattle, Carl Scott, uh, to be his DB coach. Um, yeah, so you guys are picking up some uh, Seahawks coaching staffs, man. More coaching news. The Falcons hired former Rams DC Raheem Morris uh, to be their next head coach. And yeah. uh, the Panthers hired former Bucks OC Dave Canales for their head coaching role. Uh, two guys that if you put them on a screen, I would not know what they look like. I'd know them because of we played Raheem Morris this year. I remember his face. And um I just saw a picture like a couple of days ago, Dave. Well, the biggest news in coaching ranks, the podcast officially has a new AFC West rivalry with Jim Harbaugh. That's right. The this? Michigan Wolverines uh, head coach from last year's national championship team um, has now been hired for the LA Chargers. He's been at Michigan since 2015, where he's uh, just won he's the national championship. He's finally got him beating like Ohio State, so he's got to yeah. be doing something right. He's doing it, something right. I don't know. There, what so. what was that? I forget what the spam was before yeah, so uh, 20, he got there, but like I mean, 20, it was... Like twenty something years. It was a long 15 time. Fifteen years. Like, the Buckeyes like, were fucking, owning that one. Yeah, like O-H-I-O. Woodson was like the last guy. But... <laughs> Harbaugh is making his return to the NFL after nine years. He was, uh, of course, with the uh, San Francisco 49ers from eleven to fourteen, almost winning a Super Bowl until running into his brother in the Super Bowl. The That's Harbaugh right. boys went at it. Know something about um, that? Not right now. I feel for you, Jim. How about him? Listen, I think it's a great. I mean, Jim Harbaugh is a great coach. He's yeah. been successful everywhere he's been. The best and motivators. That's a pretty good been. indicator that he's going to be successful still. Yeah. I am going to say this, though. I've been waiting to see where Bill lands. And I thought this was the job that made the most sense for Bill because you know a Belichick defense is going to be lights out. And we've seen what he can do with a premier quarterback. And to have uh, Herbert there in LA, I don't know why. I just felt like if he, if, if Bill goes there and they, they can have that guy on offense uh, and Bill handle the defense. It was going to be something special, but I think it'll still work out with Jim. Well, I don't want to say that because they're playing the chiefs, but um, can't they go can wrong. Still with work out. Harbaugh. Jim I hope, Harbaugh's I hope he makes coach. them the best version of the charges that we've seen, baby. Would give us a great challenge, man. I ain't there mad at it. I, I ain't running from shit. You feel me? There you go. That's I the mentality you got to have. Bring the biggest and the baddest, baby. All right. Well, that does it for uh, storylines around the NFL and uh, kind of the uh, the coaching changes that are going on throughout the NFL and the AFC West, knowing that Antonio Pierce is now the head coach for the uh, the Raiders. And, yeah. um Or he's remaining the head coach, knowing that he was the interim. Um, and, and Harbaugh making his uh, return to the NFL for his former team, as he was once the QB over there in San Diego. 
<laughs> Let's keep this thing moving to some no dumb questions because there's no such thing as dumb questions. 92 percenters, just dumbass people asking really smart questions that don't really seem that smart. Kind of sound dumb and feel dumb, but you can't. No dumb. There's no dumb question. I think that's true. I think that's true. Ironically, no dumb questions is brought to you by our friends at Buffalo Wild Wings because there's no bad Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> there's you just know what I'm good Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Let's go sports bar. <laughs> and a bunch of dummies going in there to watch sports. Um, from at Teresa Ortiz, 2939 on YouTube. Travis, would you do hot ones again? Hell yes, I would do hot ones again. Jason, would you go on the show? Or do one together. That'd be fun. Jason, would you do a Hot Ones? And what level of spice would you be able to handle? I will tell you this right now. Um, those wings and those sauces are no fucking joke. And yeah. the first time I got introduced to uh, uh, a world record hot sauce was because of this fucking jabroni yeah. in front of me. Yeah. Uh, Jason uh, made an online purchase in college to uh, specifically ruin everyone's... Uh, leftovers as he would <laughs> secretly put hot sauce on all the leftovers in the fridge and um just watch everyone fucking be so confused when they eat their food for lunch the next day i'm trying to remember what that hot sauce was called atomic bomb no no this that was atomic bomb was uh was that oh, quaker be, steak quaker steak had had that hot sauce and you yeah. get your picture on this the was something like that though it was something well like this was fucking... just a hot sauce that was designed to be as hot as possible yeah and it's called oh, mad i think it was mad dog hot sauce but it was like something like magnum either way i just remember going in and trying to get my i just ironically i think it was b-dubs i think it was a b-dubs like order from the night before and i just had an extra like 10 wings that i threw in the fridge for lunch the next day and I go in there, and my first, like, two wings that I eat, I'm just like, God damn it. These are fucking on fire. What is this? And Jason's just over on the couch <laughs> giggling like a fucking asshole. Just a so complete we, asshole. When we, when we were in college, we used to do online dinners at the Bougenocks. Hey, shout out to the bougies, man. And, and their dad, uh, who unfortunately recently actually just passed away. I don't know if you knew oh, that. Oh, damn, but, man. Yeah. R.I.P. to the big guy. Legend, absolute legend, man. Yeah, Mr. Bouchnock, he uh, had a fried chicken chain in um, in the Cincinnati area, and we'd go and eat chicken at the house, and it was one of the highlights. But every time it was your first time going there, you had to try the hot sauce, and they would put a toothpick in it, you'd dunk it in, and you'd lick it, and it would ruin your day for about 20 minutes. It was absolutely <laughs> terrible, and I bought that same hot sauce, and I think that was... Mad Dog 357, but I think it was like their platinum that edition. That sounds or very familiar. And it had Mad like a Dog little bullet on it. Yeah, but it that's was... what that's where I got the atomic thing from. Yeah. I know it was some type of like weapon of war. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this is gonna kill like, you. I think they had like a platinum version or something, but it was like three million Scoville units or something. It's like something stupid. It's fucking some shit that'll fucking ruin your day. And that's exactly what it did to me on that lunch. Yeah, you'd have guys like throwing up. Anyways, back to the not so dumb question: What uh, would you go on hot ones? Yeah, of course. I think I've I, I like. First of all, I love chicken wings. Not right now. I think it's a it's an it's an awesome show, and it'd be fun to try it out. Do you like combo? Because you gotta you gotta be good at eating hot wings and having a combo. Because that's the that's the hardest part is talking while your mouth is just fucking <laughs> leaking. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be terrible at. I can handle spice up to like what is a reasonable spice like i i get spicy things 
I really do enjoy hot sauces. Uh, but obviously hot ones, once you start getting up there after a few of the sauces, they're just designed not really for taste. They're designed to just make you in pain. Fucking ruin you. I don't enjoy hot sauces that are like that. Like it's, it, I like hot sauces that have the taste combined with a little bit of heat. That make you want to go back for more. Yeah. I can continue to go. Get the endorphins going. Yeah. I don't have to go to the fridge for milk just to the, uh, survive. The you're next a milk guy? You're fucking well, pansy. It's f- fucking. Well, what do you it's use? The only water? Way to help? No, it's not. Ice cream is the best way to do it. When I did hot ones, I didn't fucking touch the milk or the Pepto-Bismol or anything. You just, you just handled it? Like a grown-ass man. And right, my well. eyes were watering, and I could barely even talk. And I got Sean Evans, who's the host of Hot Ones, um, got as much as he could out of me. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll do it. I was it, in a bad place. I will not be afraid to drink milk. I'm in no. I don't think any. Ain't no shame in, in your no, game. We know. This. I'm not trying to. This. You don't yeah, even. I'm not wear trying draws. to prove toughness out of anything. <laughs> you don't even yeah. give me the hot wings. It'll be hot as shit, and I'll put some milk on there, and it'll be brutal. Uh, but yeah, let's do it. Uh, from Melissa on Club Ninety Two, what is Blitz? <laughs> it's a heck of a question. Arguably, the is the best video game ever created. The greatest arcade game <laughs> ever invented. It was a game in the 90s created by a company called Midway. Ooh, Midway. Midway had it fucking going. NBA hang time. NBA jam. NBA hang time. Uh, NFL blitz. NBA showtime. Wayne Gretzky 3D hockey 98. Ooh, now that was the fucking. Was there a soccer Midway game? Was there ever a soccer no, one? No, there was there a baseball one. game. I think it was MLB oh. Slugfest. Well, Slugfest came out later. I don't know if that was Midway or if that was another one. That's a good that point. point. It was the it was that it was the Blitz version of baseball. It was. It was. You know I mean? Like it was like the arcade. And, then, and when Slugfest came out, there was another hockey one, which was something else too. But it was the same. I think it was the same thing. Ah, whatever. We're digressing. Yeah, Blitz was incredible, and it was Dude. electric when it came out. I feel like when it first came out, was it only arcades, or did it come out immediately when like Sega and Nintendo sixty four were big, and it went to console? There's definitely were big machines. Damn, that's a great question. I don't know. I'm gonna say it was a video game, and then became an arcade game. Or was it at the same time? It wasn't like it no, was it was one thousand percent in the nineties, and yeah. When it came out on whatever it was, Nintendo or yes, uh, yeah, or whatever. I think it was out on all of them. But yeah, well, I don't know. I only remember it on sixty four, but that's what we had. Either way, Blitz was an incredible game, uh, only to be topped, of course, by Blitz two thousand, which then enabled you to play with four people when you could only before play with two, and that's when it really became fun. That's when it was a two on two. Tag you remember, your buddies. You remember going to the fucking? You go on uh, fire, and then you remember, dragon guys, and then. You remember going to up the Uptown Bar in uh, KC? Dude, uh, we were just talking about this because uh, Brent Black was at the game this week. And Kylie was like, I, I, and I was like, yeah, that was it. And she reminded me that we were with them at the arcade. We, and we sat there one for by what, one. I mean, maybe four hours, and we were just killing people. It's <laughs> undefeated. Nobody could <laughs> we were murdered. We were, we were freaking. Uh, it was like we were 10 all over again, just beating all of our friends. We were Nobody playing defense could. like Wink Martindale. We were doing suicide Dude. blitz at on everyone oh, every, to put pressure on the quarterback and. I, I forget whether you were blitzing or you, I was blitzing, but somebody was playing free safety and it was just read the quarterback's eyes. We're taking out the first receiver. We see, <laughs> hot route is gone. Get the gone. ball out. You knew the ball had to come out. It was stifling defense. Stifling. It was electric. It was an electric afternoon. If you don't know how to hit the turbo button the right way. Tur- that's where it was really the, the, 
the most skill. The art of the Midway games. The art of all Midway games was how to use the turbo. And manual juice. That's manual why I loved, juice. Going that's backwards. Why I loved, the, dude, that's why I loved the, the, the brilliance <laughs> of Midway was that there wasn't like a million buttons like you couldn't like do like all these things the greatest (laughs) thing you can master in hang time or blitz and it's so pertinent to actually playing sports is tempo control right (laughs) maintain your turbo know when to use it and you could you could really shake somebody in some of these uh uh, manual jukes (laughs) the best it was a it was an electric way (sighs) i still love those games all right i guess we should actually talk about what she's probably asking which is uh blitz plays no 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 uh, oh, no the, just go right to the, the bomb yes and the other thing about blitz is that it uh I, I really think it revolutionized uh the nfl passing game <laughs> there was one play everybody picked and it was called the bomb and it's essentially just all goes special and it's what if everybody tell, in the nfl if runs you now. tell it's, a male from the 90s run the bomb they know exactly what you're talking about yep. Middle guy's gonna run a bender. The outside guy's running. <laughs> you got three level, three level crosser. It's what we ran to win the fucking game against the Ravens. To throw it up to Marquez, we ran to bomb and just fucking threw it up to Marquez for the game. It's the greatest play ever invented. Not quite all go special, but um, I guess that would be more the hail mary play with the little bender in the middle. But there you go. Yeah, triple cross, triple cross. Yeah, three triple levels. Cross. Either way, yeah, you're putting somebody in a bind on the bomb. No matter how they play it, you can't play it properly. Somebody's one on one. It's going to give us a chance. Well, to answer the, your actual question, uh, Melissa, a blitz in the National Football League is when um, you bring more than uh, w- what you typically would bring, which is four defenders. You typically have four defensive linemen on the line of scrimmage, and they're the ones rushing the passer in a pass situation. If you bring any more than that five or six guys, that's typically what they call a blitz. Yeah, it's it's gotten a little hairy because now there's like simulated blitzes. So I feel like a blitz used to be like what Travis is saying. If somebody blitz that's not a typical rusher, if somebody's all of a sudden rushing the quarterback, that's, well, a that's how we identify it from the schematical. But likes. now, and this has been the rave, I guess, for the last two or three years, but you're seeing it more and more. Teams are pressuring with linebackers and dropping D linemen or outside linebackers on the edge that are normally rushers. The old fire zone. But they're only rushing four now instead of, so they can still play a true cover three rather than a fire zone coverage. I think that's still a blitz, right? But they call them simulated pressures. I don't know. Whenever a guy that doesn't typically rush the quarterback rushes the quarterback, I'm calling it a blitz. I think that's the right way to say it. I think you're right. Good definition. I'll double stamp. I'll double stamp that double that triple stamp. You can't double stamp a triple stamp. All right, that was it for uh, no dumb questions. Brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. Those two good ones right there. And thank you for letting us reminisce on how good we are at blitz. <laughs> Let's go sports bar. I'm being told to to quiet her down. No, oh, we got a little excited. Remember, ninety two percenters, uh, make sure to submit your no dumb questions to Club ninety two, and upvote your favorites. Some of the posts uh, with the most votes will fe- will be featured in next week's episode uh, bonus video. How about it? Uh, let's get to some stamps of the week. How about that, Trev? What do you think? Let's finish this fucker off. All righty. Finally, we're going to hand out our stamps, which I don't really know if they mean anything, but we're going to do it. What? These stamps go to the players who took their games to New Heights in the conference championship round of the playoffs. New Heights Stamp of the Week is brought to you by our friends at Accelerator. It is so good. 
God. So I, J- Jason can't fucking scream because he's got kids. Accelerator yeah. active energy. How about this, ladies and gentlemen? I got some tropical punch over here. This shit's fucking electric. It's 10 o'clock and I just had one. I'm going to be up all night. <laughs> Man, it's already that late. All right. Accelerated through the night. Accelerator active energy is available at Hy-Vee, Quick Trip, and Amazon. All righty. For my pick, I'm got? going with none other than the DC that has been lights out all year round and is making his way back to the Super Bowl uh, to try and defend it. Chiefs, let's DC, go. Steve Spagnola in Spags. We trust. I want one of these shirts, Travis. If there's a way you can get one, I need it. I got it. you. He's a he's a he's a Jersey Shore guy. I know. Well, he he came to the event trying to see you last year. Uh, when we did the beer bowl, I'm the worst. And we yeah, we all didn't. know this. I suck. I suck. <laughs> I know. We know this. University of Cincinnati knows it. You guys know it. Spags now knows it. I fucking suck. But uh, Spags, oh I got gosh. you this year. I got you. We will enjoy the shore together, man. It's been too many summers that have gone by where I haven't caught you out there on the East Coast, baby. Well, the Chiefs defense uh, uh, finished with four sacks, two fumble recoveries, and one interception in the win over the Ravens. They held the number one rushing attack in the league to only 81 yards. Justin Reed has posted about how you can purchase the InSpags Trust, InSpags We Trust t-shirts. A portion of these proceeds will go to Justin Reed's foundation, J. Reed Indeed. <laughs> like that, a little rhyme action. J. Reed, baby. And what, I'll tell you what, man, J. Reed deserves a stamp as well, man. Who he is as a as a leader, as a player on this team, man. Fuck, I love that guy, man. And sure enough, man, um, these everybody's going to want these shirts, and it's always going to go to a, a good cause, man, because J. Reed's been in every single community uh, that he's played in, man, and uh, has made a big difference in all the communities. So uh, shout out to Jay Reed for finding a way to give back to the community and, you know, sell a swaggy shirt, man, because I'm pretty sure everybody wants these things right now. Well, we're going to add a link in the uh, show description if you are interested in one of these shirts. Um, but, yeah, congratulations to Spags, the entire Chiefs organization. It's been an unbelievable year. And, uh, man, Spags has been so good. And Hell yeah, baby. For that defense to play that well against that high-powered offense, it was it was impressive to watch. Way to go, Spags. Spags taking not only his game, but our game to new heights. All right now. Um, I'm going one of my favorite teammates of all time. <laughs> my brother from Chi-Town, Frankfurt, Illinois. Ooh, finest. Okay. There we go. Lincoln Way East High School. Holy cow. Nick Allegretti. That's right. Nick uh, Allegretti for the Kansas City Chiefs stepped in for our uh, Pro Bowl offensive guard, Joe Tooney, for uh, – for the uh, AFC championship. Big shoes to fill. Huge shoes to fill and stepped up like a champion and uh, propelled us and got us another AFC championship and punched our ticket into the uh, into the Super Bowl yet again, man. And Nick has been year in, year out, Mr. Reliable every single time he gets that opportunity to go in there to play as, as good as he did and to play as big as he did in that moment, in that game. Um we couldn't have did it without you, brother. And uh, his uh, at his emotional quote, uh, thanking teammates after the game, they were there for me all week with communication, making sure I was in, get ingrained in this offense. God, I'm so proud of this team, man. You said it. You said it for all of us, dude. We're uh, we're all in the same boat with you, man. And uh, the feelings mutual to have you on the team with his brother. And damn, that was a fun one to go and get with you, man. And Nikki Allegretti, shout out to all of our uh, Lincoln Way East family, Dan Giordano and the uh, Giordano family out there in Chi Town. Yeah, um, baby, we got a lot of connections. And uh, Nick and his family have been absolutely awesome uh, ever since he's been a chief. And uh, 
We're lucky to have him, baby. Shout out to Nick taking his game to New Heights. There we go, baby. All righty. I still can't yell because my kids are uh, waking up. So uh, I'm just going to do this at a nice Kylie's about to beat medium. the fuck out of you if you don't well, shut I the mean, fuck up. I think that's already a foregone conclusion at this point. Uh, <laughs> that wraps up another episode of New Heights. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube to the New Heights channel so you know when new episodes are coming out. And check out our new bonus video this Friday. How about that? Uh-huh. We'll be checking out some new fan art and reveal the elite eight remaining teams in our best NFL team name bracket, which is totally unbiased and completely fair. Uh, listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Once again, New Heights is presented by Way Sports and Entertainment and brought to you by the all-new Experience Smart Money debit card. The debit card that builds credit without the debt. With a B. How about that? Debit. Debit. Follow the show on all social media at New Heights Show with one S. Thanks to our production and crew. We love you guys. Love you. To the moon and back, boys and girls. Love you guys. And thank you to the 92 percenters. You guys are the greatest. Absolute greatest for sitting around for a few minutes out of your Wednesday to listen to us. I don't get it, but I appreciate you. See you guys Friday. Real quick before we get to the section, I got to let Kylie in down here because the door is locked for some reason. Oh, there she is. You can always interrupt. Always. Free pass. If you want to just pop in every now and then and tell Jason he fucking sucks. They're, they're saying that w- they will gladly have you pop in whenever you want over me talking or anything. So I'm not doing I'm repeating what they said. I'm not giving you any kindness. I know that. I need to, though. No, no. Somebody stop him, please.